You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host, along with Daniel. Today, we're going to be talking about confirmation, and we are going to tell you guys the one thing you want to get out of confirmation. If nothing else, the one thing you want to accomplish. But before we jump into that, Daniel, as always, what are you loving? Well, sometimes I like to share things that are really helpful in youth ministry. So one thing that we use, and I'm guessing most people are onto this by now, but we just... What if you say what I'm going to say? Because I'm going to say something that would be helpful for youth ministry. Oh, oh my we'll gosh. Okay, what do you... <laughs> we do have a lot of tools, so hopefully they're not the same thing. My thing is Google Drive. Is that oh, yours? yeah. No, oh, that's not good. mine. All right. <laughs> but we use Google Drive for almost all of our stuff now. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason that we do it is because it's collaborative within our team. And if you have people that are on your team who aren't necessarily on staff in your office all the time, but who can contribute, you know, to your messaging Mm -hmm. or schedules Mm -hmm. or other things, it's a great way to do that. Um, So we use Google Drive for almost almost all of our stuff. We have a drive just for um, student ministry. Mm -hmm. And a tons of folders in there. I love being organized. It is very organized. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great for messages, too, because you can leave comments on things people write. So that's what we we review each other's messages all the time. It's a great tool for within your staff. Sometimes when I don't have my computer, I can pull it up on my phone. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can do that sort of thing, too. Yep. Yep. Just very useful. I like it a lot. It is useful. I do love Google Drive. I'll agree with you on that one. But I am loving Ministry Platform, which is our database that we use here at Church of the Nativity to organize all of our parishioner information, all of our events, all of our groups, all of our small groups and um, student groups and adult small groups and everything. And it's a little bit nerdy for me to say that I love it. I love this platform, but it really does some awesome things for us. And it makes things so organized, so easy to export and share lists and different documents and everything. I just think it's great. I mean, we can literally text all of our high schoolers from this database if we wanted to. I mean, it's great. It is. It's not the most user-friendly thing, but once you know how to access the power of it, and Allie's gone to trainings, and they're very responsive to their their support. And And luckily, we have a great IT guy, Brandon, here, who knows the ins and outs more than me. Yes. What's, yeah. What does Spock stand for? It's the something point of con- system point of contact. So like he's in charge of ministry platform for Church of the Nativity. So that's what he puts in. If we have any issues with it, he's the one who talks to them. S-P-O-C, system S- point of contact. Yep. He's awesome. He's taught me so much though, but I have been pretty invested in it for like two years now doing a lot of stuff and it's pretty great. It's pretty great stuff. So what are we talking about today, Allie? We are talking about the one thing we want to get out of confirmation. So what keeps a teen coming back to church? Before we discover the answer to this question, we identified a lot of things that don't keep keep teens coming back to church. Because it's not the entertainment or the food or the games. It's not small group and great conversations not just that at least and as much as we want to be it's not theology or teaching or the eucharist at least not at first not in the beginning not when we get them in the door the number one reason teens keep coming back to church 
Daniel, do you know what I'm going to say? I do know what you're going to say, <laughs> but I hope that our listeners don't because you just built this up. I know. It is relationships. 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 And if that sounds a little foreign to you, you're ready to dismiss it. Let us explain a little bit of our philosophy behind relationships because they really are the one thing that we want our teens to get out of confirmation. And all of those things that Ali just listed, they aren't the answer to the question, what keeps teens coming back to church? But we do put a lot of effort into all of those elements mm-hmm. of ministry because all of them contribute to relationships if they're done the right way. Relationships don't happen by accident. So we set up our ministry to help foster those relationships at our, at our high school program called Uprising. We try to put Timmy, who is our typical teen, we talked about him in another episode of this podcast. So we want, we want to put Timmy at ease when he's walking in the door. And we do that with an irresistible, comfortable environment for him. We have games and music, and we're trying to create a common emotion for all of the Timmies that we have in our room so that they feel comfortable being together. And then we go about crafting a message with some of the truths that are timeless about our faith, but we have to do it in a way that Timmy understands. Um, And after that, we spend most of the time, about half of our time together each week in small group. And we make that a priority a lot of times because small group tends to come at the end of your youth group time. It tends to fall by the wayside if you go over Mm -hmm. and other things. We make sure that we are very careful and protective of that time. So we go to small group and that's where Timmy really can process the message with his peers and adult leaders. That's really where the relationships are built more than any other time. And at each of these points, Timmy is sharing an experience with people. He's sharing an experience with people that we hope are building a long-term relationship with him. Yeah, exactly. Our top priority in confirmation is to help Timmy build relationships with leaders and peers and parents, and most of all, with Christ and the church. Relationships are a great place to start building faith because Timmy believes in God in the abstract. He can't see, hear, smell, touch, or taste God kind of way, at least not to his satisfaction, not in the way that he sees, hears, smells, touches everything in his world. But he can have a relationship with a trusted adult and with other teens who know Jesus and with his parents who want to pass down the faith. And together, these people can introduce Timmy to our Savior. And small groups and messages aren't all that it takes to keep him coming back. They lead to relationships, though, which will keep him coming back if they're done right. It's all about setting up for the relationship. So we want our small group leaders and our ops ministers to play ping pong and serve pizza to Timmy and his friends. We want them to sit right next to him alongside them uh, while we give the message in our theater. We want our leaders and our teens to all put their cell phones away for small group. We want them to laugh and share and pray and engage and open up with one another. Relationships spring up when all of these things come together and happen. So again, that's kind of uh, on a nutshell what our whole night is structured around is building these relationships. Now, we will say this all sounds really good and we are not perfect at this. Mm -hmm. We want our leaders to sit among the teens. They'll stand at the back of the room a lot of the time and we have to continually coach and say we're going and sitting among teens to build relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, We want them to, uh, when they're in small groups, to talk 20% of the time and listen 80% Mm -hmm. and we're coming back to that again and again and saying 
build the relationship, be a listener. Sometimes it seems like such small things like sitting next to the teen. They're like, oh, they don't want me to sit next to them. And it's innate for us to hang out with other adults naturally. But we just have to stay on it and keep reminding them because that little piece of the puzzle, it still builds to something. Yep. So building those relationships and continuing to work at it, just turning the flywheel is a term that they use in in the rebuilt a lot about um, just continuing to work on the ideas and reinforce Mm -hmm. them and, and refine them as much as you can. But for most of our teens, for the Timmies that we have, two hours on a weekday evening every seven days really isn't enough to build the relationship that we're after. Mm -hmm. So also as part of our confirmation process, as many of you probably have, we include a retreat as part of that. And our retreat, we spend an entire weekend away. We go to a retreat center that's pretty close. It's about 45 minutes from our church and they have all kinds of fun things to do. Mm -hmm. There's zip lining, paintballing, horseback riding. There's a ninja warrior barn. We have campfires. They have really good food there. Mm -hmm. And the fun that we have there sets up the experience. It sets up the relationship. Nothing will build a bond faster between Timmy and his small group leader than shooting paintballs at each other. And um, nothing will build a bond faster between a female teen and their leader than sitting around a picnic table talking and making friendship bracelets. Now, I'm obviously categorizing males and females here. so sexist. I would rather shoot paintballs at you, Daniel. Not true for every guy or every girl. (laughs) But generally, those are the sort of experiences that build build those relationships. And the retreat gives the breathing room for that to be able to happen. So we we also have great messages during the retreat about the Holy Spirit. That's not all we do. We don't just sit around and paintball and make bracelets. (laughs) But the messages reinforce what we're trying to do in confirmation, which is talk about the Holy Spirit. We have small group discussions and all of the schedule builds to Saturday night. Mm, What do we do Saturday night? Saturday night on retreat. I think everybody has, like, if you've been doing retreats for a while, Saturday night, if you do a weekend retreat, is almost always like the pinnacle. Yeah, Uh. everybody does it a little bit differently, but this Mm -hmm. is our Saturday night. So we do an activity called Cross the Line, and we show teenagers that they really are not alone in their struggles. So as they come back from doing this activity Cross the Line, they're really aware that they're supported in... Um, the things that they're going through in life. Um, And as they come back from that, a lot of them are already crying. And we can send you that cross the line activity if you're interested. I was going to say, we can give them a little bit more there. It's not ours. We didn't invent it. pose questions to them. And Mm -hmm. you're usually in a darker setting, so they don't feel like everybody can see each other and how they're answering. And you are to step forward over the line if you, it applies to you. Cross the line if you've ever struggled with self-harm or if you've ever had and they progress so it starts out Mm -hmm. like cross the line if you're an only child cross the line if you both of your parents don't live together cross the line you know and it's uh, and then it progresses to cross the line if you've ever had thoughts of suicide and it's heartbreaking but is such an amazing activity to really bond them and let them know that they're not the only ones going through that so they come back from cross the line and have already had this experience where they're building the relationships and we reconfigure the room, we reconfigure the chairs that they're walking back into so that they're in circles rather than rows. And the small groups come back and sit facing one another on this retreat. And we carefully explain how they're going to lay hands on each member of the small group at this point. They're going to pray over each other. 
And the whole retreats build up to this as well. We've kind of had increasingly intense prayer experiences leading up to laying on of hands. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to, we explain how we're going to do this before Jesus and the blessed sacrament. So as, as Catholics, we believe that Jesus is present in the Eucharist. And, and so having him in the room to pray, not only to Jesus, but with Jesus in a, in a physical and a sacramental way, um, there's extreme power in that. So we chills the way you're describing that in the Eucharist. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and all of the teens end up kneeling at the end of this. They pray over each other and they have this incredible time. A lot of them are weeping. It's just this, it is an emotional release and it's not necessarily about like, Oh yes, we made him cry. That's a win. (laughs) We kind of joke about that sometimes. It does seem like that's what we're saying. um, The win is, is the connection that they feel to God and to each other. And there's something deeper in the room and they can't even put words to it a lot of times. But we bring the Eucharist in as well as part of this. And once they finish praying over each other, they will all kneel, 150 teens on the concrete floor. They let down their emotional walls. They weep. They are singing. I mean, one of the only times we can get them all to sing. I swear, every year. year I'm like, I don't know about don't know this group. I don't know about those guys over there. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's going to work. And then the Holy Spirit does not let us down. Man, it is awesome. Yep. And they talk about that retreat all through the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and our worship leaders come in and lead music. The music is a really key part of that as well. Absolutely. I don't think there's anything else that we do that is as much a relationship builder as Saturday night. Experiencing on that with one another and being so vulnerable with one another. Um, the other relationships that we facilitate in confirmation, though, are the teen to the parent and the teen to the sponsor. So parents need to feel like they're a part of this process as well, obviously. Um, we do try to be careful that they aren't taking on the teen's responsibility, that the, the teen is the one communicating with us and really putting forth the effort to take this step in their faith. Um, but parents are obviously at the info night. They have to be aware of dates and different events and requirements and things. Um but they're not taking on the responsibility for the teen. They're not there every week at Uprising. So we do give them resources so that they know what's happening at our program Uprising every week. And we give them parent cues, which cue their conversations with their teens, how to continue the subject that we talked about on Sunday with their teens at home throughout the week. Because like Daniel had said, one one day a week, every seven days, isn't going to be everything that they need. And the parents are the primary formators, the yes. ones that get to spend the most time with their teens. Mm-hmm. And we also offer two or three workshops per year for parents that are specific to topics that they need on their teen, like technology, sex and dating, and things like that. So that's a way that we get to connect to them too, but also help uh, f- help them have a conversation with their teens and continue that relationship on more important things. Um, Then we have events to connect sponsors and teens. We host three nights. We call them spark nights throughout the year in preparation for confirmation. And they come together and the discussion is based and centered all around the Holy Spirit. We borrow a lot of our stuff from Dynamic Catholic's Decision Point. And we just try to engage the sponsor teen partners in praying over one another, discussing the process that they're going through, how they're feeling about it, their faith and their next steps in their faith. And eventually at our last one, we even have them wash each other's feet, which is a really awesome activity we do. 
So all of these um, elements, we want Timmy to go through the confirmation process and, and actually be even overwhelmed by the relational investment that we've made in him, that he has small group leaders, staff, parents, peers, mm-hmm. all pouring into him. Um, and we'll just end with uh, a win. That's how we like to end this podcast. Yeah. What does a win look like in this particular area? And we have a teen, um, we don't usually share the teen's names, but I'm going to share his name because he's 18 now. And I think he's going to be cool to give him a shout out. <laughs> Braden is a teen who went on this retreat a couple of years ago and really was pretty resistant to it. Went to Catholic school. I mean, fit this Timonium Timmy description Absolutely. very well, our typical teen. And wasn't excited about going. By the end of the retreat, he had had such a great experience that when we asked for somebody to pray at our breakfast on Sunday morning, he said, I'll pray. <sighs> Did it um, so spontaneously. Character, and like... we were all shocked. None of us really even knew him at that point, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, and he's become one of our most committed ministers. Oh. He does lighting for us. He does special events. He leads a group of middle school boys. He's given a few witness talks. I mean, this past year, he came back on the confirmation retreat to be a small group leader. He came to every spark night to help us with tech or whatever we needed. He gave a witness talk at our confirmation rehearsal about his experience. He's a peer I mean, minister at his school. He's awesome. It's just, yeah, totally have gotten to watch him grow. Oh, he's a good win. He deserves that shout out. We yeah. love you, Braden. <laughs> Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today on Uprising. In the next Car Rides worth of content, we're going to tell you why why you need to ruthlessly evaluate your ministry and how we do it. See you next time. <laughs>